1: Welcome, welcome back to Boss Cage Podcast. It's um today we have Patricia with us, but I'm just gonna give you a little background, kind of like how the whole podcasting world works, right? So earlier this this year I had a podcast interview with V and A, who I met at VidFest, and through that podcast, we kind of developed a friendship, and then he made a referral to Patricia. And so me and Patricia had a conversation a couple of weeks ago, and she was just telling me all the things that she was working on and all the things that she's done. And I was like, I got to have you on the show. So without further ado, Patricia, how are you doing today?
0: You know, I'm very excited and also a little bit nervous because this is my my very first Interview in English, like ever. I mean, I, I've never been interviewed in English, so it means that I'm excited because it's my first time, and also I'm a little bit nervous because it's my first time. But apart of that, I'm very, I'm very happy, and you know, I'm very excited and optimistic. Not only about this interview, but also about all the things that I've been doing, and also about about all the things. That I think that this 2021 is going to bring for all of us. For all of
1: us. Got it. So, why do you tell people about you? Where, where are you right now? Where are you located?
0: I am in Dominican Republic in Santo Domingo, to be more specific. Uh, that is the capital of Dominican Republic.
1: Great, great. So, I mean, just just going. I mean, you're talking about all these different things, and I, you know, I, you and I had a conversation. So, why don't you just dive into all the things that you've been working on and developing in, in the past few years?
0: well um for you know first of all i'm a my voice actress, but you know more than a voice actress that is what in the united states uh is the way that people who who works with um putting their voices into commercials is the way that you call it uh in my in my country, we're called more like locutor that is like more like hosting it's, you know is that Is those terms that are not so well uh, translated, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm a commercial voice actress. I'm used to work with big brands like, let's say, Visa, Samsung, Hyundai, uh, you know, in Spanish, of course. And a lot of um, Dominican brands as well. And also I've been a radio director from, you know, programming director in a radio station for, I've been doing that for like 20, uh, 10 years so far before prior, you know, before that I used to be a producer right now. I, you know, these past three years, I've been like, um, I became an entrepreneur because I launched an app that is for, uh, is created to connect, um, voice actors in my country with agencies so they can like uh, find those opportunities and be able to have their voices into these commercials, you know, to make it easy. Of course, there is a lot of things in between and things that maybe, you know, my explanation is a little bit rough, but, you know, to put it easy is what that app does. Also, I have a a podcast that is called Tras la Voz in Spanish, in Spanish, you know, but in English would be like behind the voice. And what I'm used to bring on the table in that podcast, I talk about voice acting, I I talk about speaking, but speaking like techniques, like how to, uh, you know, articulate, enunciate how to do this or to the, you know, like. Is very specific in some stuff, but also stories behind voices, Latin, Latin American voices, people that do what I do and what happens with them, you know. Also, I am a mentor for people who need to, uh, you know, to go out and, you know, share their stories. So I'm like a curator for, the, for their um, stories. And I also have, um, you know, a company with my husband that what my company do is that, um, he's an audiovisual, uh, professional. And mostly what we do is that, you know, it's not my, it's not my, the part, it's not what I do is what he does. But anyways, I'm part of that, um, company too. And what he does is that he's a streaming expert and also uh, he works with TV commercials, radio commercials, you know, the part, you know, the, produ- the production part, you know, the person who, who is behind those production, production things. You know, what I do is more with the talents and what he does is more with, um, with the production and put all the pieces together
1: yeah so I mean and, and this is one of the reasons why I want you to show. I mean you're juggling a lot of different things right you're but they're all within one wheelhouse, and that's essentially media. How did you get into that area of expertise like back up a little bit, go back a few years, like how did you get into it
0: um do you have popcorn because this story is gonna be like a little <laughs> um okay, first, I have to say that. Can you, you know, when you hear my voice, Mm. you don't hear this voice actor that's, you know, the sound is like that deep or that profound that you feel that, uh, you know, it's not the way I speak. So when I started my career, I wasn't, I wasn't considered like a talented person. Actually, I was told that I wasn't talented. So (laughs) um, anyways, I, tried, you know, I pushed myself to, to find opportunities for me. And if I couldn't find it, I was, I was going to create it. So to make it short, the whole story, um, this is what it is. I am, I wasn't considered. And sometimes I, right now, maybe I'm still not considered good enough. By people that are more used to find talent in other people when they can see like black or white, but I'm the kind of talented person who is going to create my own talent. Hmm. So that's my story. I wasn't considered talented, but I decided that I was not going to pay attention to those um, to those opinions, and I was going to create my own talent. I build it. I build my opportunities as well. If you are not going to give me the opportunity to come to your podcast to talk about me, I'm going to create a podcast and I was going to talk about me. So this is the kind of person that I am. If I don't find a way, I create a way.
1: Hmm. I mean, yeah, that's definitely a a powerful thought. I mean, most people would be conflicted with trying to get approval from other people. And what you're saying is that you're not looking for approval, that you're going to get your voice out there and you're going to do it no matter what. So,
0: okay, I have to be honest, I would like I would love to be, you know, like accepted and Mm -hmm. validated. Of course, I would like that you will say, oh, my God. I used to believe that you were not talented, but now I see you and you're so good. I would like to receive that because I'm a normal person and I'm still, uh, my inner child is still, um, you know, begging for that approval. It's just that I don't pay attention to that. It's just that I decided that I was going to be um, modeled by that need, that need of me needing of other, people appro- of, of, of other people's approvals, you know? I decided that, okay, I understand that I want approval. I really, I really, really, really would like to, to be accepted and embraced. But if you're not going to accept me, or if you're not going to find that what I do is good enough for you, okay, I, maybe I don't like it, but it is, that's not going to stop me.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's definitely powerful insight. And it's also a testament to where you are currently in on your journey to where you're going to go. So, I mean, part of your podcast, right? I mean, your podcast, I, I think you were telling me your podcast won an award as well?
0: True. Uh It's been nominated like three mm-hmm. or four times mm-hmm. in very good, you know, like awards, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like Pepe Labat in Mexico or... Uh, Gardo in Dominican Republic. Actually, that one uh, just we just found out like three or four days ago that we really we had an official nomination. Um, But um, my first nomination and also my first award ever was like 2019, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't even going to submit my 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 podcast because when you're used to be when you're used to be put you know, when other people put you down so many times, you get used to not show off, not show your not put yourself in some situations like to make other people approve you, okay? Mm-hmm. So as I was used to not being approved by some people, I will never ever I was never going to take my, anything that me, that I will create and I will go to anywhere to say, Hey, what, you know what? Take this on consideration, hmm. in consideration. But what happened was that I had this person in my life. I have this person in my life. And I, you know, she just met me through the podcast and she wrote me and she got connected. And she started like commenting, you know, like putting comments in any, uh, you know, in, in in any post that I would, you know, uh, that I would have in my Instagram or whatever. And then one day she found out that I was going to Colombia to be in the in this uh, big festival that was going to happen uh, in that in that, in, in that country. Mm-hmm. And what happened was that. When she found out, she said, "Oh my God! You should listen Patricia's podcast in a group. You know what? You know in a WhatsApp group that that we all all the people that was going to be in that festival. You know, were all together in this WhatsApp uh, this WhatsApp group. So she said that you know she invited everybody to listen to my podcast. And somebody said, 'But why why don't you submit?'" your podcast into this award. And I said, well, you know, okay. I mean, it was like, okay, fine, I will. And I just did it. I didn't think about it. I just did it. And then um, I won. When I won, it was my first time ever winning an award. And it was something and if you ever have the opportunity I will send you, you know, I don't know if you speak Spanish, but I will send you anyway the clip where I you know like I see like like this when you know when you win an Oscar that you say these words so yeah. moved. Well something like that happened to me. I wasn't I really wasn't expecting that I was going to win. Everybody will say to me was what well, everybody was telling me that I was going to to win. But come on, people who were nominated in the same category as I was were so much more than me in any way. Mm. More talented, more um, experiment. You know, they used to have podcasts like for three, three or four years, you know, prior to me. So it means that why would I win? So I won, you know, it was a crazy, a crazy thing. I was very moved. I cried, whatever. Then, um, after that happened, I understood something. This is very, you know, this is a good thing when you win something, but it's, but it also means that it's people who is giving you those, those awards. And when I say that is that, if you you know, even if you win or even if you lose, nobody is taking anything away from you, or nobody is giving you like this thing that is going to change your life forever. It's something like that you have to embrace and you have to celebrate. But you have you, you cannot put all your all your emotions and all your um, expectations and put yourself you know in a way or in a place that if you don't win or if you win something is is going to change your life in a way that you you depend on those winnings to be more or to be less i don't know if that makes sense to you i'm trying to what i'm trying to say is and i'm going to rephrase that is i love winning I love receiving that approval because, come on, my imposter syndrome depends on receiving approval. You know, if I will follow that road anytime that my my imposter will talk to me, of course, I will be begging for everybody's approval. But what I understood after me winning that award was that it's awesome winning, but it's also something that people like you is giving you. It's not like this is going to make you be more or less. It's just something that, it, that will give you the opportunity to remember that you are doing a good job, but that doesn't make you a better person or a bad person. It just So when I understood that, that, okay, I can submit my work and I can receive uh, you know approval from a group of people that will find my job or what I do, you know like is uh, something that good enough that they could say, "Okay, this person deserves this or not, but I have to remember that the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is not because of their words hmm. because what happens, and I don't know if, if what happened to me was that after I won that that award, then I was like, I want more. You know, I I, I wanna I I wanna keep doing this because this is so good. It's like the first time you you, you go to a roller coaster that you go up and then you don't you don't want to go down. And then I have to remember that this is not what is going to define me. Other people's other people's other people's approval. What is going to define me is what I am. So of course I'm going to keep submitting my work because now I know not that I can win, but that I can be part of, you know, of of something bigger than me and that's good. And you deserve, if you're listening to me, whatever you are, you deserve the opportunity to put yourself out there and show yourself that you can but the reason why you have to do that is not to show other people that you, that you belong, but to show yourself that your work deserves the opportunity to be shown. So that's what I'm doing now because it can be very confusing. When you, comes, when you come from a place, from where I come from,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you see yourself through, the, through other people's eyes, sometimes you see yourself so tiny, hmm. so vulnerable, and so untalented. So you need to come back to yourself and to look at you in the way God is looking at you as somebody who really deserves everything. And what you deserve is not an award, but the fulfilling sensation that you're doing your best. I don't know if that makes sense to you. I'm trying myself to be very clear because mm. sometimes I get you know lost in translation and sometimes I know that I'm making some mistakes in my English. I'm so sorry. But I'm doing my best to be as passionate about this as I am in my real life because this is very important to me, that you out there understand that you deserve. Mm. Period. You deserve. And that is that what you deserve doesn't come from what other people tell you that you deserve, but what you rec- what you claim, and what you are willing and ready to receive.
1: Yeah, I, I think I don't think anything got lost in translation at all. I mean, I think you put your heart and soul into everything that, that you're doing, and obviously it shows. I mean, it shows right now. I mean, I asked you a, a question, and you know pretty much you are more of a motivational speaker than you probably realize, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> you are, I mean, by default. You're, you're, you're giving, it's one thing to talk about I'm doing businesses and I'm growing and I'm doing a podcast and I'm developing apps, but you are giving motivation to people to let them know that you don't need the assurance of anyone else, even though when you do get the assurance, it's a powerful thing, but in the end, you don't need it, you're doing it for you. So going back to, to your podcast, let's talk about your podcast. What is your podcast about? Like w- what kind of discussions are, can someone find from your podcast?
0: Well, my podcast has grown in a very weird way. At the, at the beginning, I started um, putting other things about um, voice o- voiceover and voice acting because when I started, I didn't find, because you know what happens with me? I used to look for things and when I didn't find it, I was going, I I was going to create it, you know? So when I was trying myself to be a better voice actor or, you know, a better voice actress, I was looking for information, free information in Spanish and I didn't find it. So at that moment it was um, I started my podcast has two years, so it was um, you know in last quarter of um, it was in 2018. So you know I I was I was thinking about it like for over a year, but finally I decided to go with the flow because I thought nobody's gonna listen to me. Who am I to be listened to? Because there is a lot of people out there that have more to say than what I have to say, but I didn't find those people. Okay. I didn't find that information. I didn't find anything. So I decided to do it. So my podcast started started as a tool for people who were interested in voice acting and in speaking as well. Like, how to put your mouth like this or how to use the, your hands like that, you know. And also I was going to talk about, that is my favorite part. I was going to talk about these emotions that comes with this kind of um, of careers, you know. Because when you are like an accountant, if you make a mistake, you know, it's like some something can come and say, okay, this is your mistake. This formula is not well well, you know, you didn't do it well. But when it comes to speaking or painting or or writing, it's very subjective because what right now doesn't fit in two years could be the sensation. And you can say, you know, for example, the same. You know, if we talk about podcasts, podcast, podcasting is like almost eleven or twelve years, but it but it was just two or three years ago that everybody went crazy about it. Mm-hmm. Clubhouse, for example, is an app that started like last year, but right now is the you know it's like the, everybody's crazy about it. So sometimes it's just that market is not ready for it or the market is not ready for you. So mm-hmm. I talk about I, I started talking about imposter syndrome, you know comparing yourself to others or, um, let's say, I don't know, like, um, envy, you know, those emotions that sometimes you just don't validate and you just think that it's not good for you to feel that way, because that's the problem. I mean, if you, if I tell you, I feel so envious right now because you have that background, you know, I don't, you will say, Oh my God, She's so open, but you can say that right now because everybody's so open and so vulnerable. Because you know, after um, Brandy Brown decided that vulnerability was something that we should embrace, where five years ago I would say, "Oh my God, I'm so envious about your background." You you will feel awkward and I will say, "Oh my God, this person told me this," and and you will judge me. So I started like a democrat. I don't. In Spanish is democratizar, uh, like. Um, you know, being, I started to be more democratic with my content, or or more that to be more democratic was to put my content into a democratic way where where other people will say, "Oh my God, I can connect to this. I feel envious sometimes. I feel." I compare myself I compare myself to others. I put myself down because I feel that somebody else is better than me. I have an, an I have an imposter syndrome that is winning the battle. So I talk about that. And then second second season I started bringing uh other people to you know to share their stories. Right now I'm like in a transition where I'm still receiving stories but I think that I'm going to twist a little bit where I'm going to keep talking about stories, but I think that there are so many stories out there that are shared, but also there are so many topics that need to be, you know, bring on the table to put on the table. And I, and sometimes if I don't find it, I have to be the person who is going to to bring it. So I'm going to keep like, this um, mixture in where I'm going to bring some people that are going to talk about their story. But I don't think that it's, so, it's, it's only going to be about their story, but about those emotions in their stories that I'm going to bring on. So, you know, it's something like that. Hmm. I yeah, think so
2: much.
1: <laughs> well, I, I think it's a good thing. I mean, I think you're finding strength and vulnerability and you're exposing that vulnerability, and then you're showing that how you can be vulnerable and still be strong at the same time. So I think it, it's, it's a great balance to have that. Because a lot, to your point, a lot of people are staging their life in a particular way. Like if you look on Instagram, if you look even on TikTok, everybody is streamlined, they're doing one particular thing, and you're exposing yourself to say, hey, it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to be you. So I think in the top of that, I mean, your woman empowerment side is definitely lighting a torch under multiple other women out there that essentially are looking to inspire to be much like you. So I think that's another commending you as well. Um,
0: and also, I'm, I'm sorry, just a little something mm-hmm. that I want to keep there. Look, I don't want to sound like a big team because I'm not, but when you have been told that you're not talented, when you have been told that you're not good enough and, you know, not like somebody says and you you overhear, no. When somebody tells you, you know, when somebody tells you in your face that you're not good enough, that changes you. That changes forever the person you are going to be. And I don't know if I ever did, this to somebody else because of course I cannot I don't want to judge what other people said to me when they said that to me because I understand that they, you know it was other time it was different time a different time where things were not that you know that um, delicate as things are right now where people think more what they're going to say because now we're more aware and I understand that this is a mistake that somebody did with me and maybe I did it with somebody else. I don't want to put myself into a position now that I, I'm a victim and other person, the other person who did that to me or said that to me was a bad person. You know, it was just different time, a different time. But when somebody tells you, you are not good enough or you you don't belong or you I or, or you somebody else is better than you is not your your life change and it changed because you find yourself paying more attention of what that person said to you that day ages ago than what you're doing right now. I mean, 10 years ago, somebody told me something and still today I think about it. So my life changed three years, four years ago. When I've been told that, you know, for ages. So I'm used to being put down. It's not something that was new to me. What happened four years ago, that was that I had this big, 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 um project in mind. And I thought that I was going to be part with this person in with this project. And when that didn't happen, I had to make a choice. I had to decide that that if I was going to keep, Complaining about being put down or put behind, or that somebody else decided to do something and not including me, and I decided I had to decide that if I was going to be like in high school when nobody will pick you, you know, in in the uh, in the in the middle of uh, gym time or whatever, but if I was going to say, you know what, I can create my own team. I can create my own door. I can knock another door. I can knock a lot of doors or I can create my own window. And this is what I think. I think that when somebody tells you that you're not good enough, you have to make your voice be louder than the voice that is saying that to you
1: So with that, right, it seems like you've been on this journey, right? I mean, obviously, you have the podcast, you have everything else going on, but it's more so a journey of motivation that you've been on. And this journey started to say, you know, let let me ask you that question. How long have you been on this journey of success? We usually hear about somebody is successful after 20 years and is perceived to be an overnight success. How long did it take you from start to where you are right now?
0: Well, if I have to be honest, <laughs> it took me twenty years. Um because there is some meme over there that you can see this mountain, this um mountain where you can see just the top of it mm-hmm. and then you can see glow the water, all you know, all that you you know biggest the biggest part of the of the mountain. Um, I've been working my ass off for for almost 20 years now. And I'm I'm sorry, I say ass, I'm sorry. I've been working um, too much to be this person. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't feel that I've got it yet. What I feel is that I'm getting there. Mm -hmm. But what I do believe is that last Three, four years, uh, you know, after, the you know, um, uh, let's say September, October of uh, 19, oh my God, 2016 mm-hmm. um, was the time where everything changed for me because I had, I put all my hopes into this something that I thought that I was going to be part of and I wasn't. So as I wasn't, I started like, I was mad. And as I was mad, I started thinking on how to, you know, when I'm mad, I get into action. You know, if I get mad, I have two situations. If I get sad, it freezes it me, you know, it, it frees me. It freezes me. But if I get mad, it puts me into motion. <laughs> so I got really mad. And then I got into motion and I started doing things and I created my app and I launched it. And then I decided that it was going to be run, You know, everything started because I got really, really, really bad. So, yeah, four years, I can say. Almost five.
1: So on that journey, is there anything that you would want to do all over again if you can do it again and do it differently?
0: oh, come on, everybody always wants to go back and change things, and I could... But if I change anything, you know, this is not Avengers, but you can change the past and nothing changes into the future, you know? Mm -hmm. You really, really... uh, You really have to embrace what you are. Of course, there are things that I will have... that I would like to be different, that I would like to have been less painful mm. but without the pain it's just a movie you know it's, it's only in the movies that you can see that you have a pain and then everything gets better and then every, everybody's happy no you have to be responsible for your dreams and you have to be responsible for the path you take to get to make your dreams come true so no i wouldn't change i think even though if i know that there are things that maybe are were just or maybe I could have done better but if I would have done better I wouldn't learn what I've learned so hmm. no I wouldn't change I wouldn't change a think at all hmm.
1: so what's you I mean you're you're such a hustler right you you obviously are an entrepreneur at heart do you come from an entrepreneurial family does anybody in your family have the same entrepreneurial that so like you do
0: oh, um well, this is a difficult question. Um, no, yes and no. When um, when I was a little kid, my father comes to a very humble background mm-hmm. and my parents, both of them. But my mother used to be a nurse. She's alive. And my father used to be a policeman. So... Mm-hmm. And the story, the story will be very long, you know. But what happened with, with my dad was that Um, he, against all odds, could, could, you know, he, he graduated from, you know, as an accountant and he could build a better life for he, uh, for him and for my mother and for my brother. But You know, but because they had a very rough time, you know, because they didn't have money and all these situations. When I was born, my father had a different situation and we had a very nice middle life time, you know, for 15 years, we could say. And then we lost everything. And when I say everything, I say like the only thing we didn't lose was our house, but we, you know... So all, all of a sudden I didn't have money to go to the cold, you know, to my college and, you know, and all of a sudden I didn't have enough money to buy things to, you know, to do my homework. Hmm. So it was very odd because I, I wasn't rich, but I was used to believe that I was always going to have. So when we, we lost all we had, and all spending, and and when I say all we had is was it wasn't that they took anything from us, but that my ha- my father didn't have money anymore.
2: Mm.
0: We just have we just had our house. We didn't have a car anymore. We didn't have money to spend in little things, you know. And it was very odd because it it happened all of a sudden. Today we have, tomorrow we don't have. So it was very. It was awful for me because come on, I didn't have money to buy shoes I didn't have money, and at some point, um then my father was hustling, but i you know, and he was trying to do stuff, and he always had this entrepreneur vein, but he wasn't that entrepreneur he was mm. you know he he was more these kind of people who will be like an intrapreneur that he will work and also have these side things to earn money. Mm-hmm. But I didn't understand that until like five or 10 years ago when I found out, and and it makes me pretty proud and sad at the same time. By the time that he lost his job, his job and he couldn't afford to, you know, to keep um, the lifestyle that we used to have, he started this little you know he became uh, sale a sales as you say sales somebody who sells uh
1: insurance insurance salesman yeah
0: yeah he became insurance salesman but nobody I didn't know that and he will like do this little job so he could you know have money to you know to fulfill the needs from his family so um Now, let's, uh, you know, I started working, you know, before I was supposed to start working and I started and I had you know, all my, you know, my back. I remember, I remember that at one point I was working just to have money enough to pay the phone bill, you know, in my house and the money to be able to, right here we call um, public transportation, you know, so I could have money to be able to move from my house you know, to, to be able to go from my house to my job. I didn't have money to eat. I, I, I will, I will be in hunger. You know, I will eat like crackers or something. I will say, I wouldn't say anything to my father or to my mother because they were going to say, come on, stay at home. But I didn't want them to understand that I was going to stay at home, waiting for the opportunities to come. I spent like um, a year, in that situation, then I lost that job, and then I was rehired. I hired. I was hired for somebody else, and then my life started to change a little bit. So my mother was is not an entrepreneur kind of type. She's more somebody who who used to like to have a, a, you know a job, receive her pay, and be happy with that. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I think that. It comes from my father and also from my brother, but it's something that even if it comes from them, I think that it's something that comes from me as well. I don't know if you get my point because yeah. it's not something that I wasn't shown to be like that. I discovered like 10 years ago that my father used to do, this, do these things but i didn't see him doing those things mm-hmm. so maybe it was around me and maybe it's, it comes from him but also i think that something that was that is something that comes from me as well because it's something that wasn't in my life like or i, or I wasn't aware of that so
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah
1: <laughs> so now that you you've grown up you know you you have a family so, yes. see your point about your dad, right? so now, how do you juggle your work life with your family life?
0: well um, i'm a workaholic and, and and I'm not saying that
1: because we noticed, a, <laughs> we've noticed that yeah
0: <laughs> i'm not saying that because it's a very good word. Yeah. for real i'm a workaholic like for six months ago, I had to go to therapy for the first time in my life, mm-hmm. and it was because when the quarantine you know, uh, overcame us instead of taking time to watch movies or to read books or to we you know, to rediscover who Patricia was, what I did mm. was to put more work in, in, into my play. So mm. I had some situations at home because I was, you know, all over the place. So I'm a workaholic. So it means that for me, it's something that I have to be very, very aware. I have to be, you know, I cannot, um, I cannot over, oversee that. I have to I have to be aware, and I also have to be careful because I have a son, and sometimes he will come to me and will say, mommy, I I want you to play with me." And sometimes i, I I'm going to play, and sometimes I want to say, "I cannot play right now." But yeah, I mean, this is what it is. I try myself to be a better person. It means that sometimes I'm going to win. I'm going to win the battle with myself to be more present mm-hmm. in my family. And sometimes I'm going to lose, and I think that is fine. I think that I don't have to be perfect, and I don't have to have all all together. I just need to. Do one thing today and keep doing it every day.
1: Hmm. Hmm. So with that, right? So you're saying that you're a workaholic, but you're trying to find balance. And with most entrepreneurs, like that's the case, right? We're trying to figure things out. We're trying to get into a routine. So what is your your morning habits and your morning routines look like?
0: Oh my God, that's a a tough one. Um, Okay. I will tell you what I'm supposed to be telling you. My mornings are I start at five and I will pray and I will read and I will blah blah. The real thing is that I wake up most of the time at three or two or two and a half or three in the morning, because um i I'm the kind of person who is going to sleep like five hours and then I'm going to open my eyes and that's it. I, I, I'm not the kind of person who I open my eyes and I'm going to turn over and I'm going to sleep again. I just wake up and, and I have to wake up. So it means that I'm going to start working at three in the morning, uh, four in the morning. And then sometimes I you know, I go with the flow and I keep, and I'm awake from all, you know, all day long. And sometimes I will go to sleep again at six or seven, depending on how early I woke up in the night. Mm. So if you ask me, my routine is that I wake up when I wake up, I don't, I don't, I tried very hard to, you know, to open my eyes at five, as says Robin Sharma with, five club the five five club but i'm still struggling i sometimes i i get to do it and sometimes i will wake up at three and then i cannot push myself to keep being asleep you know to to keep Mm. (laughs) to keep sleeping so what I do is that I wake up and I start doing things, you know, and I start my my morning routine. If I'm supposed to be reading the Bible, because I like to read some passages and stuff, you know, to keep connecting my to this most, you know, and I'm doing that. I, I have to say, like three or four months ago, since three or four months ago, because I don't want to believe that. I'm the only responsible for my life. I'm responsible for what I do, but I also want to believe that there is somebody else that is taking care of me. It's my choice to believe that. So as it's my choice, I decided that, of course, of course, if I will have the president of the company, you know, the the, the greatest company in the world there, and I have the opportunity to talk to him every day, I will do it. So what I do is that I try myself to talk to the president of my company every day, and I will journal. I write journal, but this journal is, is not dear journal. Today, no, no, it's not about that. It's more about you know. For example, if I if I read, for example, I have this kind of stuff. Let me show you. Okay. Hold on, I'm, I'm I'm a follower of uh, Gabrielle Bernstein. I love her. So, for example, let's say that I take a card and it says I have these kind of things. I have different things like this. For example, it says uh, I don't know if you can read it. The moment I realign with love, clear direction is presented to me. So I will take this and then I'm, then I'm going to write down what it makes me feel. And sometimes I receive information about me, myself that is going to go down my anxiety. Um, you know, in, you know, like. Okay, anxiety. Don't don't show yourself. I don't need you today, because as you might imagine, as, as you might imagine, as I am all over the place, it means that it means that sometimes I have to struggle with anxiety issues. Hmm. So well, this is what I do. I try myself to keep myself connected. Sometimes I it happens. Sometimes I just can't, and those days I can't. I just let it go. I I decided that. Of course, we need a routine, but in my opinion, you need to stick to routine, but also you need to understand that all days are not the same. Yeah. And sometimes I think that we are oversold with the idea that if you don't do something the way other people said, says that you need to do it. You are wrong, and you are bad, and, and the world is going to fall down, and you are not going to deserve, and you are going to go to hell or whatever you, you or whatever it, it is. Hmm. So I decided that I want to stick to my routines, and I'm going to do my work every day to stick to it. But this is a daily job, so it means that I don't, I, I'm not going to think. Today, if I'm going to achieve it tomorrow, I'm going to be present tomorrow. I'm going to open my eyes. I'm going to do what I need to do. And then if the very next day, things are not the way I, des- I think that they should be, I'm going to try myself to understand that this is not something that is in my control every day and all the time. So yeah, but my routine mostly is reading in the morning Mm -hmm. right now i'm trying but it's not easy i have tried so hard but i haven't get to do it yet i'm trying to meditate and why is that because i think nobody told me yet but i think that i have a a little um attention disorder is how you call it um Mm -hmm. I don't think that is a very, you know, a large thing, but I think that a little tiny thing I have to, you know, a little bit I have to be, uh or have that syndrome. So for me it's not that easy to close my eyes, to let myself go to let myself go, mm. not to think, breathe, okay, now breathe now, seeing that everything is fine, or you know, for me it's not that easy. Mm. So yeah, I'm trying to start with 30 seconds. I'm trying to, if I can now, with 30 seconds, I will start with five seconds. So what I'm trying to do is to put this thing into my mind and at least to do it, even if it's just five seconds, and then I'm going to keep um, building it. Because for me, it's not that it is' not a, as easy as it is for other people that they just can't sit down and meditate for two hours. I just can't mm-hmm. so far. So it's something that I'm trying to right now to integrate, and of course, reading, drinking a, a glass of water in the morning also helps me sometimes. but sometimes I forget.
1: Hmm. So uh, you alluded to um like books you're reading. And and it's funny because like majority of people that I've interviewed on this podcast that are on that road to success, all of them always, at one part of the other, say something very similar to what you said, and they read books. So because of that, I decided to start up like a uh, online book club. So if you don't mind...
0: Invite right? me. I, I want to be part of that. I all want right. to be there.
1: Great. Yes, yeah, so I'll definitely... I'll send you the invite... So just going back to your books a little bit, right? So let's just talk about that, right? So what what books are you currently reading right now that are helping you on your journey?
0: Okay. Um, oh my God. I think that I must be the most awkward <laughs> guest that I'm, I'm reading different books <laughs> at the same time. Hmm. Um, okay. I'm reading right now one that is called... Um, Uh, Oh, my God. It's Wayne Dyer's. Uh, Mm -hmm. Hold on. Let me see if I have it right here. No, it's not right here. But um, it's what I'm going to tell you right now. It's like 10 Principles for Inner Peace Mm -hmm. and and something like that in Spanish. I don't remember exactly the name. Uh, That's one. I also, there's another one also that I'm reading that is called Don't Drown... Oh my God, it's like No Te Ahogas En Un Vaso de Agua. It's like Don't Drown Yourself Into A Glass of Water or something like that. I don't remember Mm -hmm. the name exactly. Um, Those are for me building up this uh, peaceful uh, state of mind. Hmm. Uh, When it comes to business, I'm I'm reconnecting with um, Millionary Minds Secret, I mm. think that is the name. I don't remember the name. Actually, I bought it like ages ago. And like two or three days ago, I decided to really, because I started to read it, but I would think that I wasn't ready to to go further. So I read it until one point and I left it. Now I'm back into it. Mm. Um, there is some Spanish guy that is called La Calvo. And he has a a book that is called "The Voice of Your Soul," La voz de tu mm. alma. He's it's more a coaching thing, but he's very he's very accurate in all the things that this guy says. So I also am reading that one. And apart of that, I I I can show you mm. <laughs> my Kindle uh, because I am. A, you know, I could say that I'm a shopaholic when it comes to book. I <laughs> buy a lot of books. I go show because I buy, I, anytime that I go to the supermarket or the, to the, you know, whenever I find books, I, I have to bring one with me. So in my Kindle, I have a lot of books that I'm reading, but it has to do with my career, like how to how do I speak better or how to build your career, you know, more more about me, like a speaker or like a a voice actor, you know, have Mm -hmm. books of my career as well. So if you ask me how many books I'm reading right now, I have to say that for real, for real, I'm like reading like three, Hmm. but I don't stick to it. Maybe today I'm reading... Oh, and also um, there is one book that I read every year, Every year, I forgot to read it like for, you know, two years, uh, but I read it every year That is it's called How to Create Ideas. Um, The the author is called Jack Foster. He is a publicist. But the importance of this book, and come on, forget about anything I told you, but please pay attention to this. The importance of this book is that even even if it, talks about ideas, I think that it talks about life. Because mm. what it says applies to anything in your life. And in a way that is very easy to read, but also very intuitive to for you to to do stuff to be to have a better life and also to be a better entrepreneur and also to be a better executive and a better nurse or a better doctor because it's very, very good reader. So that's if you will ask me a book that I will never ever stop telling people to read is that one. And the other mm-hmm. one is uh, the good, uh, the good luck, la buena suerte, uh, mm-hmm. the, the writer is Alex Rovira because this is um a story about two knights, the black knight and the black and the white knight. And the way each of them created their own looks in a very nice story is very well written and it's very good, and it's very short as well. So I think that these two books are like um, like gasoline for me, you know, And anytime mm-hmm. that I'm feeling down, or I feel that I'm losing my path, I will come back to these books, and these books are going to give me something back.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you, you listed off like at least probably like 10 different books that I think are all going to be highly valuable books. And to your point, I mean, I like if I wasn't on a podcast right now, I'd probably be on Amazon trying to find all the books that you just listed out to kind of put them in my shopping cart. So I look forward to to reading about those books. Um, in addition to books, right, what software are you currently using that you would not be able to run your business without?
0: Airtable. Airtable because um because well uh, actually I use it for my you know like you know database for my for my um, uh, for my app, mm-hmm. but also because it's very easy to use. I try tail, Trello as well, but right now I'm starting to you know to taking you know to take into consideration currently. Mm-hmm. you know for me to be able to put all my um to schedule everything you know like you, you like you do but you know airtable is a very good good um oh and also mindster that is for mind maps is a very 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 good software because when when i have a, a lot of ideas all together as you might might imagine that sometimes it happens to me that i have all my ideas coming up and i cannot chat what I do is I will go to MindMeister, and then I'm going to, you know, to create a mind map, and it and it's going. This is going to help me to put all my ideas together. And I decided, I, I just started to using this one. I bought the um, the you know the paid version of uh, I don't remember the name. And my cell phone just died. But it's uh, an app that is for you, you know, for voice recording, and it will write down the text, you know. Oh, and I think that this, is, yeah. So what I'm, yeah, transcription. Thank you. So what I'm going right now? I just bought it yesterday, so it means that I think that this is the another app that, or software that is going to become, you know, like something that I cannot live without.
1: Hmm. Hmm. It's great. It's great. Great list of tools. Uh, so let's say I am a, a young woman. i um, in my early twenties, and I'm uh, I'm in. in a, you know, I'm working at a corporation, and I wanted to leave. And I want to look step out.
0: Like a young woman in your twenties, come on! You have to be. You have to be. Come on! Don't do that to me, please.
1: No, no, no. I'm, well, I'm you right. saying? I'm saying <laughs> hypothetically. Hypothetically. Uh, hypothetically. Okay. Hypothetically.
2: Uh, okay. hypothetically Okay, okay,
1: there you go. So hypothetically, if I'm a young woman in my 20s and I'm kind of going through my life and I'm working and I'm deciding to step out on faith and I want to become an entrepreneur, what words of wisdom would you give to me to inspire me to move forward?
0: First, listen to yourself. First, find your own voice. Sometimes we give so much Importance to other people's voice that we forget that the only way the greatest things had happened in this world is because some people decided not to pay attention to other people's voice instead of theirs. So, first of all, listen to yourself. And then, when you listen to yourself, then you find a mentor, not all the way around. Most of the time, we decide that other people knows, knows better what we need to do or, or where we need to go better than us. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, that's not true. You know better. Trust. If I will pay attention to the voices who told me that I was not going to do this or that I or, or, you know, for example, when I created my app, of course, now my app is something very important in my country, you know, because, or at least in the, my field, let's say that. But when I started talking about me creating this app, they sure you know, the very, very little people that I told that I was going to do that, I found some eyebrows, you know, raised eyebrows or something like, you know, some, some, some stuff that maybe could have this, you know, made me think twice. Mm. But I decided not to pay attention to that. So, oh, and also remember that those close to you may not understand your vision. And sometimes you're waiting for them to understand your visions for you to, for you to give your first step. What I suggest you to do is give your step, do your, you know, you know, go and do your first step, and then you'll. Other people are going to see your vision because when you are inspired, other people can get inspired by you.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely fruitful knowledge to pass on as as a young twenty-something-year-old woman. Um, So. Where can people find you online? Like, what's your Facebook, your YouTube handle? I mean, how can people find you?
0: I'm all the way. I'm, all, I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere. <laughs> uh, no, actually, um, right now, my new crazy thing is house. I'm in love with that with that thing mm-hmm. come on you can find me like patricia luciano in clubhouse you can find me in on instagram like patricia Lucian with a zero you know like because i couldn't i couldn't make the person who has patricia luciano sell it to me so it's patricia luciano with a zero in the end also i have a facebook web uh, a facebook fan page but i don't i'm getting to understand what i'm going to do with that so Mm-hmm. Mostly, what I do is instagram clubhouse linkedin and right now I'm starting again with Twitter mm-hmm. on YouTube. I have a lot of things but I are in mean, in spanish but but um this year and actually it was like four or five days ago, we decided that we're going to you know like re you know re rebuild my channel and things are going to be very good. But right now there's a lot of of good stuff, but are not well uh, organized. So um, right now I'm going to start like reorganizing it in a way that you can find it appealing. But anyways, Patricia Luciano, you can find my channel and you're going to find uh, tips for voiceover, tips for podcasting or tips for oratory or speaking, you know, public speaking or stuff like that. Uh, Yeah, and my website, of course, um, www.patricialuciano.com
1: Great, great. So we're going to go into some bonus questions, right? Oh my God,
0: bonus questions? Yeah. Are you going to give well, money for those hmm. bonus questions?
1: <laughs> well, I, well, I no. think by the, by the fall, it sends some traffic to your website, right?
0: Okay, so, well, yeah, okay, fine. I like it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so bonus question, right? If you could spend 24 hours with anybody, dead or alive, uninterrupted, who would it be and why?
0: Oh, come on. That's tough. Of course, I will mm. say my dad. Mm. I mean, I will say uh, if I if it's not my dad, it would be Jesus or or Mandela. No, I don't think. Or Oprah Winfrey. But I, I, forget about, you know, I think that I would go with my dad. I miss him so much. It's been 20 years. But anyways, it, it's like it, it was yesterday. So my dad.
1: Last bonus question. If money wasn't a factor, would you still be doing exactly what you're doing right now?
0: Interesting question. And you making me this question today. Um, I have to be honest. I don't know. And I say, I don't know, because maybe if, I, if money wasn't... Because one of the things that moved me is money, you know? Mm-hmm. I like money. Maybe I don't show that as much as I like it because my imposter syndrome, what it, what it makes me is that sometimes I put myself down and I don't want to charge but for what I do, you know? I still struggle with that, but I like being paid. Mm-hmm. So it means that sometimes I've decided to do some things because money is involved.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But what I do, What I truly think is that if money was was not an issue for me, were not an issue for me, what I will be doing is something that definitely I will be building up other people. I will be inspiring other people. I don't know if exactly what I'm doing right now because... But I think that I will still be a voice actor because I had options not to be... A voice actor after everybody told me that I wasn't good enough, mm-hmm. and anyway, I decided to go there. but I have to admit that yeah, maybe I will do it like a hobby, but if money wasn't something that I would have to take care of, I will be inspiring people in some point in some way with maybe this tool maybe with another tool,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I will be- inspiring people for real. Yeah.
1: Well, I think I mean just listening to you and, and getting to know you better to just through my podcast. I mean, that's what you are—you are inspiration. I mean, that's the, you're more of a motivational speaker than, a, like I said earlier, than you can imagine. And I think that that shines through, through and through. So, going into closing, what I usually do at the end of my podcast is I give the person I'm interviewing an opportunity that asks me any questions they may have come up with while we've been talking.
0: Okay, bonus question: If you have to the opportunity to invite to your podcast any person,
1: dead or alive. Who will that be, and why? Wow, dead or alive, anybody. So I've I've had that question asking me who it's would I, I want? Huh? You well, see, no, I, I know the, I know the answer. So I, I, at one time I would I would say if if spending time with somebody twenty four hours, I would say Einstein. But if I want to interview somebody, I want to have somebody on, on my podcast. I would definitely think. Um, of Elon me, Musk. Thank you!
0: Oh, my God, me! Oh, my God, I'm so, I'm so... Oh, my God, I'm so touched. It wasn't me.
1: Nah, I was going to say Elon Musk.
0: Uh, Okay, yeah, Elon is, is good, too. I understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Well, laughs> oh, no, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Also, for. another question. Uh, another question. You said I want me, right? Mm-hmm. My other question is... Um, are you happy right now with the person you became and is this person is this person the person you
1: dreamed that you were going to be when you were younger am i happy yes i'm happy did i think i was going to be this person hell no like when i was younger i was kind of what you would consider to be a wild card kind of um Lost in my my ways. I was just trying to find my way. So on this journey of becoming a podcaster, becoming a marketer and, and designer and all that stuff is when I really found out who I was. So it kind of helped me on my journey to become who I am today.
0: Last question. Yep. What was the hardest part for you? You know, the hardest thing that you had to do? To be, to become the person you are
1: now. I thing it kind of goes back to what you and I were talking about earlier is the, I, I never was really looking for acceptance because again I was a wild card. I just did whatever I wanted to wanted to do. But as I got older and realizing that, I felt like I lost time. I wasted some time being the recluse and being isolated by myself. So in that, I was trying to figure out how do I move forward? So now I'm at where I'm at and on this journey, it kind of took me forever to figure it out, but here I am. So I would definitely think that part of that is understanding who you are and embracing who that person is to become who you're going to be.
0: Perfect. Yeah. I believe that too. I believe that I think that, uh, you know, it would be great if when we are born or when we were born, mm. we have like a manual, you know, to tell you at least some clues of what you are supposed to be doing. Mm. Because sometimes we really feel that we're losing time or we have lost some time in mm. things that maybe, that maybe we could have, you know, that we could have been better or, or have done better. Mm. But the good part is that now you're doing your best. And this is what this is what it is, and this is the best of it. That now that you can compare to your now with your old your uh, with your old you mm-hmm. with your old you, and you can see how much you have grown. So congratulations mm-hmm. for doing that.
1: Got it. Well, I definitely appreciate your time. And I think this was definitely a great episode. Uh, Again, I think you've exposed a lot of things about who you are. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why you won awards on your podcast, because you're willing to expose your inner you and deliver your passion 100%. So I, I definitely commend you and I appreciate you coming on the show.
0: And I hope that now that we're going to be besties because you're going to have me in your book club, We, yes. anytime you need me back, you just have to tell me. If you need to talk mm-hmm. about any topic, you just have to invite me in and I will be so happy to come back because I love talking to
1: you. Yeah, yeah, I definitely enjoy it. but Again, I appreciate it and um, SA Grant, over and out. 233 Boss. That's 762 233 2677. I would love to hear from you. Remember, to become a Boss and Cage, you have to release your inner beast. S.A. Grant, signing off.
0: Listeners of Boss and Cage are invited to download a free copy of our host, S.A. Grant's insightful ebook, Become an Uncaged Trailblazer.